we really take like our customer in mind. Like we really just wanted something out there that is just not commonly found. And so we were able to kind of come up with these recipes ourselves and just, you know, trade off ingredients because what's happening is, you know, these companies that mass produce products, they're trying to maximize profits. So therefore they're using cheaper filler ingredients in place of herbal extracts, oils and butters, like Amaka just mentioned. We didn't do that. We are actually using the things that are can be a little bit more costly, but they provide that quality result that we're looking for. Welcome to Black Added, the next adventures of Gail and Tia. I'm Tia Price. And I'm Gail Brown. And Gail, my gosh, I know you've been on a whirlwind again adventure. <laughs> I saw that you went to see New Edition and I got a chance to see them too. What did you think of that concert? I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It was so much fun. Everybody who performed, let's see, we had Tank, he Sweat. Yes. Teddy Guy and Teddy yes. Riley mm-hmm. and then New Edition. And I enjoyed every moment of it. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was so much fun. You know, goes back to your childhood. I remember when Candy Girl came out. Oh, yeah. I was in high school, mm-hmm. showing my age, but, you know, just singing and dancing with them. It was just fun. And, you know, I had to laugh because I'm rooting for Bobby. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm rooting for Bobby. He's had time. Yeah, he, you know, he's had a couple of heart attacks. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I thought he did what he could. And I was excited to see him. But, you know, as you get older and after that 50 age, you know, I could really connect with him because he was holding it together, you know, holding it together, doing what he could, Mm -hmm. getting out there. He'd come in and out. He'd do a few steps, have to sit down. But shoot, I wasn't mad. He was there and he showed up. And the rest of them were really incredible for being over 50. Wow, they were really holding it together. Right. And, you know, back to Bobby, when I had to sit back and think, travel, they go from city to city. They got to sing for two hours and dance in those hot costumes. Mm -hmm. They come out in hats and suits and all those lights. So I'm not mad at Bobby. And maybe he stood sometimes and didn't dance a a step, but he sang and he still sounded good. And then he would just, you know, walk off stage with his head held high. I can't be mad at him because Tia, we can't even make it through homecoming without taking a nap. Without taking a nap, laying down. Three days off when it's all done. Work is very similar. And it gets us to kind of our topic today, because when I think of going to homecoming or just any kind of event, even going to work, getting my hair together, getting my Mm -hmm. appearance together, my skin, you know, as I'm aging, I'm seeing things pop up, pop off. My hair's (laughs) steadily thinning, falling out. I'm trying to capture and keep it together. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just shows even with New Edition, they still are relevant. They're still, you know, moving forward. They're doing what they can. I want to keep the same energy and vibrant look as well. So I'm really excited about our guests. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me introduce them. We have two sisters here, Dr. Amaka Ubome and Dr. Onyeka Ihizie. And they are two sisters who are pharmacists by day, but have a passion for all things natural by night, weekend, and all times in between. (laughs) Their interest comes from not only their bloodline, 
but when they transitioned to natural hair over a decade ago. So back during that time, there was little information or products on the market that catered to our natural tresses. They began doing extensive research and educating themselves on how to create amazing products for our delicate strands. Like we're all natural. So this is really very interesting. Their love of natural hair care blossomed into a passion. And throughout their mission, they dedicate their time not only to producing great natural healthy products, but they spend a lot of their time and their resources educating women on how to care for their hair and their skin. And they do volunteer work. At one point, they partnered with the Black Girl Tribe, which is a nonprofit organization aimed towards empowering and developing young Black women. And they were able to provide over $2,000 worth of handmade products to support the over 100 women who are enrolled in that organization. They have an online store. They've sold over 1,800 products across the world in places not only you know in the United States, but Nigeria, the United Kingdom. Germany, and even Ireland. Wow. So welcome. Welcome. This is exciting. I cannot wait to hear from you all to tell us all about your products and more importantly, how we can use these natural, you know, products to help us with our natural beauty. So thank you so much for joining us. So exciting. So kicking off, just tell us a little bit about how did this passion come up? I know that you were working in pharmacy. How did you bridge that to the skincare and hair care products? So Amalisha Naturals came about multiple ways, I would say. I would say it was like a trifecta because there are like one, we are pharmacists. So formulating is in our curriculum when we are like, as we matriculated through pharmacy school. Also, we have grandparents who used to make their own soaps and body butters, you know, and that was, you know, way back in the day. So they just inherently did that as a way to just have the most cleanly, like clean products from the earth, only use natural ingredients. And then lastly, it was also like a time in our lives where we were relaxed at the time. Um, it was about 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, we were relaxed and our hair would grow to a certain point and then it would break off. And we were like, it was just like a simple Google search. Like, how do you grow this long black hair? Like, how do we get long black hair? And we stumbled across a forum called Long Hair Care Forum. And the OGs know that was <laughs> like where everyone would go for hair care advice. And from there, it was just about like, learning more about what our hair needed, like how your hair felt. Ultimately, we were like, all right, relax, learning about relaxers and what they actually do to yourself, your body. It's not something that is just stays externally on your body. It actually can, you know, get into your system systemically. So um, once we learned about that and dug a little bit deeper into the ingredients that were in these commercially available products, we decided that no, that was enough for us to, you know, go natural first and then just start using, utilizing more natural products. So when you first went natural, did you love it? Did you have a love-hate relationship with your hair? How was that transition? That's such a good question because I have very dense hair. My hair is very thick, like my dad's. And growing up, we would like, 
I had the bad hair because it was thick. It was very tightly curled. And so like my hair is stretched now, but if I put water on it and leave it, it'll just shrink to my head. And so that was the reason why I used to tell myself, oh, you can never go natural. I used to say it. I used to declare it. I used to think only a certain hair type could go natural. And that was just my own ignorance and not knowing about my natural hair. I had a relaxer since I was a little girl. So I had no idea what my actual natural hair looked like. So when I did the big top, because I am very spontaneous. I was like, one day I was like, oh, I'm transitioning. The next day I'm like, I need to cut all this off. <laughs> so I cut off all my hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> and so with the little research that I had, um, I think we actually, honestly, my sister is the one who always does all the research. Anytime we do anything. Yeah, can I just interject and just say yeah. a little bit? Because I feel like I'm not getting a little bit of a chance to kind of <laughs> add a little bit of part of my transition as well. Because as she was speaking about her own experience, we were kind of going through it simultaneously. So I'm going to kind of include both of us in this. Um, we transitioned together. We did the Google search together. I started doing the research. We joined Long Hair Care Forum together. And when the time came to transition, what actually happened was we, I was like, no, we just need to stop using this type of relaxer and we need to use that type of relaxer. And so I use it on my hair. It kind of worked. She used it on her hair. Her hair broke off badly. And she was like, I'm done. I'm cutting my hair off. I'm going natural. And I was like, no, wait, I'm not ready. Like I wasn't <laughs> quite there, but because of her experience, that traumatic experience, she went ahead and ended up cutting her hair. And that was... 2010. Then shortly after, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do it too. And I, I cut my hair off, like, a, just, I think it was three months later. And then so we we made that transition basically um, simultaneously. And yeah, for me, I kind of was similar to her. She had the bad hair or the coarse hair and I had the soft hair, but then it turned out it wasn't as soft as I thought or, you know, whatever. So I had to kind of undo my thinking about my hair. When I did my big shot, personally, I ended up going and getting Senegalese twists like two weeks later because I was terrified. So after that, I think I wore those for about like two months. Then once I took it out, I had a little bit more of a, a fro. And then we both started, you know, wearing our hair out from that point. Yeah. You know, let me just say, I like how you used air quotes when you said good hair and bad hair, because there's really... No such thing as either, right? Mm -hmm. It's hair. <laughs> but it was a journey we had to take to unlearn that, you mm -hmm. know, and it took some time. And I believe that there is still a lot of unlearning to do in our community. Yeah. I mean, I can speak for myself. I started getting perms and it was really a rite of passage, basically. Right. You know, when you turn 13, you were going straight to the hairdresser to get the perm. And I can remember my first experience getting a perm, my entire head was burned with scabs. I mean, intense scabs. And this was just something you knew you had to go through to continue this process to have the straight hair. And as a result, even to this day, you know, I have alopecia in places, I have, you know, bald spots, and I attribute it to the many years of having to relax my hair to be accepted in corporate America. I mean, even going up through 30s and 40s even. I mean, this is something that had to be done to be accepted, or at least it seemed that way, or I actually mm -hmm. was told that way. By a, I was told that by a company, but it really is a journey because even visually, you're used to yourself looking a certain way, and then it changes. And 
it's interesting that the unnatural way is what you're accustomed to versus the natural way your Mm -hmm. hair grows out of your head. And Gail, I know you felt the same way sometimes about the straight versus the curl. And you've had Mm -hmm. comments. Yeah. And you know, I think my mother first permed my hair. I was probably sixth grade. So what is that? 10 years old. And yeah, I permed my hair ever since. Now I am natural and I will not by choice. I lost my hair during, you know, while I had breast cancer and I still some, I will admit, I still sometimes struggle. And, you know, it's like, what do I do with it? What do I do with it? So, you know, my hairdresser does it. She does a great job, but I have not learned enough to take care of it by myself. And there's no judgment, honestly, Mm -hmm. like from our perspective, from our end, like we get questions, we get people that approach us with questions about how to care for their hair, but they'll preface it with like, well, I still want to relax my hair or I wear wigs. I was like, Hey, that's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever your preference is, you know, it's okay. As long as you are able to do so in a safe way to where Mm -hmm. you're still protecting and prioritizing your actual like natural hair that grows out of your scalp. So that's the message that we try to to push out. So there's, there's no harm in you saying, Hey, I haven't fully, fully embraced my natural hair, um, because I think over a period of time, what that looks like for you may change, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know it has for us, like Tika, do you want to speak on your experience, like styling our hair over the years? Like, I know we can kind of talk a little bit about how that, how our view of our hair has evolved in how we've styled it. Yeah. I'm really like a lazy natural. I like to, <laughs> yeah, I am a very minimalist. I think that's just like similar to my personality. So I would literally wear my hair like two braids or I would get braids or mm-hmm. I would like, I just have like maybe like three or four styles. And it wasn't until recently that I branched out and I started doing different things to my hair. Mm-hmm. And I think my friends were just, they were just tired of me seeing my same hairstyle. They were like, you have so much hair. Like, are you going to do anything else? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that I'm such a minimalist and my hair has grown so much that I don't even know when my hair has gets like to the length it does get mm-hmm. but when I do I'm like oh I gotta go get a trim and then my hairstylist who's trimming my hair she's like oh my gosh you have so much hair I'm like I do I don't even know so <laughs> it is a journey it's like you know now that I'm at this point with my hair now I can experiment more with my hair maybe even some color or do something else but I'm a lazy nerd well tell us about your products your line of products yeah and if I could just interject mm-hmm. you mentioned something about being safe using products. Mm. So what in products is safe and unsafe? What should we be considering? Oh, well, when I mentioned um, safety in whatever your form of hairstyle uh, choices, I can definitely get specific about that. Like, for example, if you choose to wear braids, you like to wear braids all the time. Let's make sure we're not getting the braids so tight that our edges are being pulled out and our hair is under constant tension. That can lead to attraction alopecia. If we're wearing wigs, same thing. Let's make sure that we're removing the wig and actually like shampooing, deep conditioning, trimming our hair, treating our hair, and then putting the wig back on. No problem with wearing wigs, but we can't just throw the wig on with matted hair or, you know, we're not taking care of our hair. We're not detangling. Same with weaves. When they're sewing it in, we want to make sure those braids underneath are not too tight. You also want to make sure that you're moisturizing your hair underneath the weave or the sew-in or even with the braids. I have these braids and I've had these braids in for about a month. At night, I spray it with some water, apply some leave-in conditioner and our scalp oil to it. And that's how I keep my hair moisturized in a protective style. So that's what I meant specifically. If you are choosing to wear your hair in a certain style, don't neglect to take care of your real hair, your scalp, 
and things of that nature. So that's what I was more leading to. Mm-hmm. Great. Good advice. Thank you. Okay. And Gail, you were asking about the products. So tell us a little bit about your products. What makes them unique or different? Amaka, you're going to take that one? So our products are handmade, meaning that we formulate all of our products ourselves. We don't outsource in any way. We come, we also like make the, in- the formulas for it. So we select all of our ingredients. All of our ingredients are for the most part, are recognizable. Maybe like things like the emulsifier that will blend the oil and the water together won't be recognizable, but all of the main ingredients are recognizable. They're pretty much uh, nature sourced. So our ingredients are from nature and we that's just something that we believe in. We believe that nature can heal and thrive, allow your skin and your hair to thrive. So also just to piggyback off of what Onyeka said about also being safe, that was something that we also had to take into consideration, the safety of our ingredients, making sure that they're not carcinogenic or cancer causing, making sure that they are free of some of the things that do give your hair a setback, which can be like suffocating to the hair or suffocating to the skin or something that would, we say like put lipstick on a pig, make it seem like it's shiny, but it's actually not doing anything to, you know, nutritional or valuable to your hair. So that's how we differentiate ourselves. We also, our niche would be like finding things that specific to black hair that people suffer from. Like black hair is can be more drying, especially during like colder months of the year. So we make sure that our products have moisturizing properties. Our skincare regimens have moisturizing properties. They don't strip So like our shampoo or our face wash, for example, they don't completely strip your skin, which is what is a common misconception with like cleansers that you need to strip everything and then start all over. Our products actually allow the skin and the hair to be more supple or more softening. And that's with ingredients like butters and oils and extracts. And that's how we differentiate ourselves. Yeah. And we try our best to steer away from, you know, the obvious harmful chemicals that are seen in mass produced products. Our shampoos are sulfate free. We use preservatives that are not harmful. And we also make sure that our shampoos are not drying. So we use all kinds of ingredients to just ensure that our products are safe. And we really take like our customer in mind. Like we really just wanted something out there that it's just not commonly found. And so we were able to kind of come up with these recipes ourselves and just, you know, trade off ingredients because what's happening is, you know, these companies that mass produce products, they're trying to maximize profits. So therefore they're using cheaper filler ingredients in place of herbal extracts, oils and butters, like Amaka just mentioned. We didn't do that. We are actually using the things that are can be a little bit more costly, but they provide that quality result that we're looking for, mm-hmm. that we deserve. Yeah. So you said you make your own products. Where? I'm picturing, you know, do you have a big laboratory? Is it in your basement? You know, where do you grow any of your ingredients? So we converted my basement in my home back in 2020. Yes, 2020, we converted it to our lab. So if you follow us on social media, you'll see different videos of us where we are making the products and we'll be right in that in my basement. So We've taken over the entire space and with all of our raw materials, packaging, labeling, everything that we need. So right now we, we don't grow anything ourselves. We do source our items locally from different suppliers in the country. And we're able, we're lucky that we're able to do that. But we try to support 
smaller brands like ours that are coming up, smaller suppliers, so that, you know, we can also support other businesses that are up and coming. One thing Gail and I talked about, I'm going to stick to hair before we go to skincare, is we have tried so many different products, just anything. You know, this isn't working. I run to the store. I buy something else. I probably have 20 different products under the cabinet. I don't even know what it is. I just grab one and hope for the best. You know, what (laughs) do you suggest (laughs) we do? I understand use your products, but should we be using one product and consistently using that same product? Is it okay to mix it up and just grab whatever's on sale? You know, I just, I feel like it's just been a haphazard type of journey. This will curl it more or this doesn't. It's been just a struggle of trial and error. And I don't think I have really a plan. I'm How frequently should I be washing my hair? I mean, what about you, Gail? Do you have any kind of structure? Like you, I have a lot of half full or half empty bottles of something (laughs) in my cabinets, under the sink. And my husband is like, what is all this? I'm like, don't worry about it. (laughs) But yeah, you just don't know what to do. I think that leads to like building a regimen. So I can definitely talk about like building a skincare regimen and then we can get way into building a skincare regimen. And then we can, then my sister can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, your concerns and all of your questions are very valid. We get questions like this often. And you'll get varying advice. You might get one advice from somebody that says one thing. You might get another advice from somebody that says something completely different. Mm -hmm. For example, you might hear people say, oh yeah, you should buy one line and use all of the products in that one line. And that's when you'll find the best result. Personally, I don't agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's my personal thing. I do not agree with that because one line may not have all of the products that you need. Also, you may find that the shampoo from this line is more moisturizing for my hair type and less moisturizing for somebody else. For example, I have low porosity hair. My sister has high porosity hair. So our hair, certain products do not work the same way for us. Even our own products Mm -hmm. do not work the same way in for our skin, same thing. So you have to find what works well for you. And in order to do that, you have to build a regimen that works for you. So yes, trial and error, there's nothing wrong with it. Having a whole bunch of products, not really anything wrong with it either, but- Take note of what is actually working, I would say. So if you buy something random, you're like, oh, you know, I noticed my hair was really soft for like four days. What was that shampoo? Maybe take note of that, you know, and then try to narrow it down. Once you narrow it down, try to have a good hydrating shampoo, a good hydrating deep conditioner, a good leave-in conditioner. I think those three things are very important for a solid hair care regimen. So it doesn't really matter the brand specifically. Of course, we want you to use Omalicha Naturals, of course, but- Our solid advice is figure out what exactly works for you, then narrow down those three things, shampoo, conditioner, leave-in, then use those three products consistently over a period of time and see what happens with your hair. I'm not going to talk about a skincare regimen. Yes. As far as, I'm sorry, just to piggyback on the hair care regimen, also this advice I started to take and I also noticed like a very big difference in my hair is not waiting until your hair is like dry but like getting ahead of it. So like, let's say you styled your hair on a Monday, you washed your hair on a Monday and by Thursday, you're noticing that hmm, it's becoming a little dry. Go ahead and wash your hair on Thursday. Or if you want to wait till the following Monday, that's good, but don't let it exceed, I would say 10 days. Yeah. So just try and be consistent, like washing your hair at least once a week or once every 10 days Mm -hmm. is a good way to just keep your hair from getting to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, my hair is so tangled. It's so dry. It's so hard to deal with. So yeah, there's that. And then skincare. You know, we are 
you know, at least Tia and I were of a certain age. We're trying to hold on to every hold on. <laughs> to like Come on. <laughs> Deflect and hide and right. You push know, away hydrate, the plump year. up, conceal, <laughs> smooth out, <laughs> unblemish, undry, yeah. all that. All the above. All the above. Right. Yeah. So just like hair, you know, we buy a lot of products. So mm-hmm. you know. There is that saying, you know, black don't crack. But, you know, we still have to do, there takes a little bit of effort. <laughs> so well, I, I think so much, right? Yeah. As you age, it won't look the same and that's mm-hmm. okay. But you don't want to look like you're doing nothing, I guess. Right. So just, you don't care anymore. I guess that's what I don't want. And as you said, with the dryness, the wrinkles setting in, you know, you just want to look fresh, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever age you are. What's your advice there for us? I would say it's similar to hair care in that you have to build a regimen. I would say in that regimen, you would need a good cleanser. And your cleanser should never like completely strip your face because we have like this protective barrier on our skin. And when we do that, we really put our skin in, like we really compromise the integrity of our skin. We subject it to bacteria. So anything that's going to completely strip your skin, that's something you have to keep in mind. So a nice, gentle, hydrating cleanser. You follow that up with a moisturizer and a moisturizer should have some component of water in it, which is the moisturizing component. You seal all that in. Oh, you need a toner. I'm sorry. Before you moisturize, you want a tone. So a toner is what's going to, I always say it's like your first layer of defense. You just washed your face. It's compromised at this point, you put your toner on, which has maybe an antiseptic, something that's going to fight those bacteria. And then you put your moisturizer on. Your moisturizer is going to just further moisturize and plump in your skin and allow it to be supple and nice. And then you follow that up with your serum that's going to seal in everything. And depending on what state your face is in, sometimes after a facial, you need something calming and you would want a calming serum. Or if you have some hyperpigmentation from a breakout, you want something to to treat your breakout. So those are the products I would definitely put in, build a regimen around and just make sure that you're consistent. I wash my face morning and night. And I would say in the morning, the only thing I would add would be a sunscreen. And that's whether you're staying in the house or out of the house, because I work from home, but I'll work by the window. Those rays will get to you either way. So I would say sunscreen would be something you definitely want to add at any age. I know we talked about black not cracking, but you know, that is an old thing. I would say it still kind of rings true. We do have the melanin that protects us a little bit more than, you know, the unmelanated folks, but we also have to remember that ozone layer isn't what it was, mm-hmm. you know, 50 years ago versus now. So there was that element of protection back then that we no longer have as, you know, climate change changes. And we notice that it's hotter now. So just sunscreen, just being mindful of that. And I would say internally, definitely drinking a lot of water, staying hydrated. That has a lot of effects on your skin mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It is important, regardless of your skin tone, Mm -hmm. sunscreen, 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 sunscreen. sunscreen. Yes. And I did want to circle back to 
because we were discussing aging skin and aging hair. And I did want to circle back to age, you know, hair as we get older. Tia mentioned hair loss and hair thinning. I wanted to address that. Our hair does tend to get thinner as we age. Also, things that we've done to our hair um, over the years can have an effect. Like Tia mentioned, having relaxers over, you know, a period of long period of time as we were growing up can have long-term effects on our scalps, which can in turn affect our hair growth. So to try and combat that, natural remedies that I would say to add, scalp massages are free and you don't need anything but your hands to do that. And what scalp massages do is that increases circulation to the scalp. And where there's blood, there's nutrients, okay? Because our body is carrying everything we eat all throughout our body. So as it's circulating, that's also getting to our scalp. So, you know, the vitamins you're taking, um, the good food you're eating, and the water you're drinking is able to reach your hair and scalp to get to those hair follicles to stimulate that hair growth. So that's um, one easy, free thing you can do to combat some of that hair loss and hair thinning. And it feels really good. It's a stress reliever. So it's just like an added bonus on top of that. Mm -hmm. It feels really, really good. Also, our scalp oil has contains rosemary and other compounds that also help to stimulate that hair growth. So you also want to um, maybe add some type of a growth oil to your scalp when you do that massage to further increase that um, nutrient delivery and to have that be readily absorbed. Also, we get gray hair too as we age. I have a bunch <laughs> popping up on my head <laughs> and some of us will color that gray hair to try to you know cover it. Yep. And mm -hmm. some will just let it be. But either way, if we color it, then that also is putting our hair in a drier state. Gray hair itself is drier than our you know, natural hair. And then when we're dying, and of course, that puts it in a further processed state. And so that requires um, consistent deep conditioning, shampooing, and just hydration of the hair. So we got to make sure that we are increasing our hydration as we age internally and externally. So drinking more water and doing those deep conditions and shampooing frequently. So I wanted to add that. Yeah, I'm going to go massage my scalp after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking detailed copious notes mm -hmm. because, you know, this has been a true struggle. And I have to say, it really wasn't until I'm just going to stick with 50, but it was even a little bit past that. But 50, 50 and over, I really saw a dramatic change in the texture of my hair you know, being brittle almost just, it was totally different. And even again, the wrinkles, it was just like a whole full fledged attack. It fell here up and I'm still not ready to let go of the color. I, I can't do that just yet. I don't think you should. I don't think you have yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it just yet, but I appreciate what you're saying because mm -hmm. I am not taking into account that I am coloring my hair mm -hmm. And maybe that's saying I need to do a little bit extra and be more conscious mm -hmm. of putting those conditioners on and leaving them in. I think I do use these types of products, but not consistently. It's not a regimen. Mm -hmm. It's sporadic. It's not even well thought out. It's just what am I going to do <laughs> that particular day in that moment <laughs> when I wake up and say, mm -hmm. okay, this is a mess. I have to start over again. And I literally am grabbing whatever's there. So mm -hmm. I don't right. think I've been really conscious of it. What you got to think about it like this. Like if you're trying to lose weight, let's say you want to lose 10 pounds yeah. and you want to do it in, in a month and a half, you know, you're going to be kind of calculated. You're going to plan your meals out. You're going to say, okay, I'm going to exercise two or three times a week. And you're going to try and do this consistently until you reach your goal. Same with hair, same with skincare. Like in order to see the result you want, you have to do it consistently. If you just, you know, work out 
here and there, you're not going to get to that 10 pound weight loss. It's just not going to happen. Same with your hair. Your moisture levels will accumulate. So as you do these treatments more and more and more, the threshold gets higher. And so your hair just kind of stays in this hydrated state. And so it'll be a week or two weeks since you wash and you're like, wow, my hair is still soft. That's where you want to get to. That is the goal. It can happen for everybody. You know, it's not like it just happens for me and Amaka because we just have this hair care line. Like, no, Mm -hmm. if you are consistent, it can happen for each and every one of us. Get to that point where your hair just feels soft and hydrated all the time. I haven't washed my hair in three weeks, but my hair feels soft right now in these braids because Mm -hmm. I'm consistently moisturizing them. So let me ask this. And then I want to ask a question about skincare. But how long does it take for a product to work or that we notice a difference? Like how long do we give it? A month? Six months? For our products, you should notice. I mean, after the first use. If you don't notice right away that something's doing something good for you, it's not going to do it. And it's not going to do it in a month. Mm -hmm. You got to notice something. So I would say like if you were to use our shampoo on the first try, you know, you would feel, you would be like, wow, this is different. My hair is soft. My scalp is clean. My hair is still soft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you use a face wash, you'd be like, wow, my face, I'm washing it, but I'm rinsing this off. My face is still soft. Mm -hmm. First use. So really, I mean, I would say first use, you know. Okay. But to see long-term results in terms of your hair growing more or your hair getting thicker, you know, long-term, you know, of course, you're not going to see longer hair after one wash, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Those kind of results take time, Um, but you should notice something upon first use. Okay. So I want to jump back to skincare because I have questions about hyaluronic acid, retinol, Mm -hmm. collagen, vitamin C. And let me say, I've had friends who call me saying, I'm taking this, I'm taking that. I bought this, I bought that. What are you doing? Should I take this pill? They're drawing to these therms. It's coming at us left and right. Mm-hmm. What does all this mean? Go ahead, Gail. You were starting with, what was that? Hydraulic? Hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Retinol, vitamin C, collagen. Yeah. collagen. Okay, so I can break down most of those ingredients. So- Hyaluronic acid, let's start with that because hyaluronic acid essentially is like a humectant. So it's going to draw in moisture to your skin and that's what you want. Right. But I would say that that's pretty trendy. Like all of these things are pretty trendy. Vitamin C, I would say is mm, it's something that may have benefit, but you really wouldn't. It's hard to tell because some of these vitamin C serums, vitamin C is a very tricky compound to formulate with because it undergoes oxidation. And once it undergoes oxidation, it's no good. It's no use. So you'll notice, even if you look it up, you'll notice that like people will um, run tests where they put iodine into these vitamin C serums and it won't turn the color it's supposed to because it has already oxidized and it doesn't work. So I would say of all of these trends, I wouldn't focus more on the vitamin C. I can see where they were trying to go with it, but it's not something that it works if you don't have the right technique to formulate it, it most likely wouldn't, you won't see the benefit in it. Um, Hyaluronic acid, I say it's a good element to have in your skincare regimen because you do want to draw in that moisture. I would say be cautious when you're using it in the wintertime because in the winter, there's no real moisture in the air. So it's going to do the opposite effect. It's going to take the moisture out of your skin and put it into the environment. So I would say be cautious with that. Retinols, they do have a place in skincare, but I would say 
a lot of people don't use sunscreen or they, you would have to use sunscreen with it, I would say. So if you do mm-hmm. use retinoids, retinols, you need to use sunscreen because it has, the sun really does cause your skin to, it has an effect on your, the retinol, which will dry your skin. So if you do use it, people know, will tell you just to use a, a small amount. You cover your face in that amount and then you put your sunscreen on and you even should wear a hat because sometimes the sun is just too powerful and it can cause like burning, it can cause um, dryness, it can cause your skin to peel. So I would say it definitely has a place in your regimen, but protect your, your skin with sunscreen afterwards. And collagen. Yeah. What about collagen? Okay, collagen is more of a supplement you would want to take by mouth because it's a complex product, a complex ingredient. So it's not going to readily absorb into your skin. So I would say taking collagen by mouth does have its benefits and it has multiple benefits just for your body in general, but for skin elasticity, collagen is definitely what you would need if you are having, you know, changes in your skin elasticity. Sometimes people will notice it with larger pores on their cheeks or, you know, just skin not being as tight. That's a compound you would want to take by mouth. And um, what collagen does is it, it kind of helps decrease those fine lines. It prevents those wrinkles from really setting in because what happens is as we get older, our bodies cannot make the collagen that it used to make when our skin was younger. So it basically when you, you're able to take that collagen supplementation, it fills in from what our body is no longer able to produce. And so there are a few more supplements I wanted to also bring up that we should take as we get older or just in general that pertain to hair and skin. So Amaka just talked about collagen supplementation is important. I wanted to add in a regular multivitamin daily is super important. Calcium and vitamin D supplementation is very important for us as we get older for the hair and skin, for our overall health, for our bodies. Uh, Vitamin E supplements, great for the skin, great for the hair. Omega-3s, Great for not only for our skin, it's beautiful for our skin and hair, but good for our heart. Okay. So also as we get older, so we need those things. So those were just the ones I wanted to pinpoint that we should definitely make sure that we are taking daily as we get older to just support continued healthy hair and healthy skin. All right. Well, check, 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 check. I got to go get some vitamin E. I know I have the vitamin E. I was going to say, I'm up to, I don't even know how many pills a day. And I feel like I'm going crazy. Um, Just trying to hang on. Hold on. Hang on. Hang on. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I don't have collagen either. Um, So, but the multivitamin, I know Gail and I, we've talked about that in the vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And the calcium, you definitely don't want to curve over, want to keep straight, you know, all of these things you have to think about. My God. Well, this has been amazing. Gail, do you have any other questions? I think I'm just going to have to sit with this. (laughs) I have tons more questions, but we we might have to do part two. We'll be happy to come back for part two. I know, because you know what? So from this day on, we're going to monitor our progress with our hair and, you know, the routines that we do. We're going to keep track. We're going to keep track of, you know, the vitamins we take and how we feel. And then, you know, we can come back and say, okay, well, are we missing anything else? Or, hey, I think I got it. (laughs) You know, you told us a little bit about your products, but I want to make sure that everybody knows, you know, the, the name of the brand and, you know, what do you sell? How do you get it? 
Tell okay, yeah. So our brand is called Omalicha Naturals. So Omalicha is an Igbo word. We're from Nigeria and we're from the Igbo tribe. And um, the Igbo word Omalicha means beautiful. So um, 10 years ago, we had a blog um, called Omalicha Curls. And so we used to blog about our transition to natural hair. When my sister started creating her skincare products, she blogged about that. Like we posted everything about our lives. We even had like a weight loss bikini body challenge on our blog that we posted back then. Glad and, I missed uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we put that name and then we were like, well, because we were doing hair and skin, we were like, well, we can't keep it as Amalicha Curls because it's like we wanted to do more than just hair. And so we changed it to Amalicha Naturals. So we can be found on omalichanaturals.com. That is our website. So we ship all over the world. You can order from there and we can ship to you. We're also on walmart.com. So you can also find our products if you shop walmart.com. We're not in stores physically yet, but we are online. So walmart.com. Okay. We are almost on amazon.com. So we are coming right. to amazon.com. So pretty oh, soon wow. you'll be able to get all of our products. Like that Amazon Prime shipping, two days, one day. Yeah. We're, we're onboarding. So we're coming there soon. And oh, that's amazing. On, thank you. Thank you. We're also on Facebook slash Instagram shop. You can also buy our products off of um, Instagram or Facebook. That's okay. all the places you can find us. All right. Yeah. And for the people taking notes, can you just spell it? Yes. So people have it correct. Yes. O-M-A-L-I-C-H-A naturals with an S at the end dot mm-hmm. com. Great. Oh, and you know one important thing I forgot to mention? These are Hamptonians we're talking to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 We don't expect any less. No. Yeah. Only. Next no. <laughs> so we definitely have to get out and get these products, mm-hmm. try them, support, give feedback. Because I'm excited because I that texture, that feel that softness is really what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about these products. As and bring well. your products to homecoming, set up at the bazaar. Yeah, you, we're, we're, we're going to do that. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll All right. That. We'll see you yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll be standing there with our curls intact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and skin glowing. Skin yes. glowing. Yeah. We also sell beard care products. Oh, so, I yeah. Yeah, we also sell beard care. Um, we're kind of expanding out. So we sell beard care. We sell body care. Um, we have a body butter. But yeah, beard care, we've gotten a lot of good feedback because men complain about like having itchy, dry beards. And so we wanted to formulate something that would help them with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some men have trouble connecting their beard. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have a, a beard growth oil that it's helps just, with the connection. And a beard balm. So it's been helpful for, oh, you know, yes. only us women, but you know, for the fellas too. Yes. Exactly. Gotta take I care of the fellas that. too. Yeah. I love that. And you also mentioned your Instagram. Is that the same? Omalisha Naturals. Yeah. Great. Okay. Terrific. Okay. Well, this has been wonderful. I I think this is exciting. You know, we have to do these things. We have to take care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And the hair care, the skin care, the what we're putting inside and outside our bodies is so important. So using these types of products that are natural, that have those ingredients from the soil um, and that are not harmful is what we want to definitely steer everyone to. Mm-hmm. So this has been fantastic. Gail, your final words. 
Well, I really enjoyed speaking with both of you. I think you're amazing. You know, you have your daytime jobs and then this, and you also have a family. You have yes, families, yes. you have kids. Yes. You are super women <laughs> and you're beautiful. <laughs> you owe it, yeah. you know, you've held it together and <laughs> you're inspiring. So thank you for taking the time to be with us. We really enjoyed you, Onyeka and Amaka. Thank you for being on Black At It. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so much for having us. We enjoyed us. it. We enjoyed you both so much and we would love to be back. Sorry, Amaka, I don't know if I... Um, no. <laughs> no, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And, you know, we're all mothers. We're just trying to... We're just... We're all just trying to hang in there and mm-hmm. do the best. So... Our confidence high and, you know... Yes. Well, and that's what's also inspiring. Our children are not going to have to go through some of the things that we had yeah. to go through. We've learned, we've grown, we've paved that way for them to accept themselves as they are naturally. Um, so that's really exciting too. So this yeah. is just fantastic. So thanks again for coming. Thanks so much to all of our listeners out there. We appreciate you listening to us on Black Addict, The Next Adventures of Gail and Tia. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, audiobooks, everywhere you get your podcasts from. Please continue to listen. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.